Welcome to Layout. Layout is a show about design, technology, and everything else. This week, we finally get into the topic of what Rafa has learned from his previous experiences and what he's planning on taking on to the next chapter of his professional life. Uh, so that's really exciting. And we also do get into some of my personal experiences finally using an M1 Max Mac uh, for, for the very first time. The show this week is sponsored by a great sponsor that we love, Play. It is the first mobile app uh, editing tool for mobile where you can design uh, inter- entire interactions right from your phone. So you can check it out at createwithplay.com. Now, let's get to the show. And, and we're live. <laughs> It only took us uh. half an hour to start recording just troubleshooting stuff. It's almost as if one of us got a new computer and had, you know, to set up everything again. And the other one is in a different place also. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what you're setup. talking about. <laughs> hmm? <laughs> I don't know what you're also, talking about. Also, uh, look here. You look, you know, you can see a new microphone. Look at this. This is a new Ooh, microphone. Ooh, yeah. So um, is this a new, like, real microphone that you plan on using for the, for the no. foreseeable future? Or that's a, that's a travel <laughs> mic? Yeah, this is a travel... Well, yeah, it's a new old mic. I got this... Um, I actually don't remember if I talked about it on the show or if this was, like, you know, after we hit uh, stop recording. I think, actually, it was with Dave Darns, the one the episode we had him over. I got this second mic for, like, interview style, just to have a second mic in the mm. house when I have, like, a guest over or something. Right. It's not, like, as good as my regular mic, but it's so much more convenient. Look, it's super tiny. Has one USB C oh, wow. thing. Okay. And there you go. This is it. And it's it's a perfect travel mic. So my quality is probably not as good, but you know, should be okay. Should be fine. Yeah, I'm uh, sure. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be fine. And the thing you can't see is that I have like these a jar of like <laughs> nuts. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Holding like you know, as a stand the microphone stand. Nice. As you do when you're <laughs> at uh, your in laws. That's where I am. Right, right. There you go. Cool, cool. Uh, well, I'm glad you can make it for this. <laughs> no, me too. Yeah, so I'm traveling. I'm in Portugal right now, uh, visiting family. There's dogs dogs barking in the background. I hope I can edit that out. Probably not. I should wait for them to shut up if I'm a good podcaster. I don't think that's going to happen. Anyway. Um, we'll just have to deal with it. Just just roll with the punches here. First time traveling since since COVID. It's been years. Um, oh, really? Okay, wow. Yeah, true. Yeah. And so I'm here to see family. I have a new baby. So a lot has changed and uh, a lot of family excited to meet babies. And it's there's a lot of love. But it's also very stressful and mm. tiring as it always is, but still worth it. Right. Yeah. It, do you feel like it's better that you're visiting family still? So... I mean, presumably they can they can help out a little bit with with the baby. Or, oh, I see. Um, or is it more stressful because you're you're expected to be around <laughs> family uh-huh. like at all times, basically. I think if I stay for like an extra week or two, by then it would get easier because like right now is still I'm still have like a, a tour, like a baby tour. I just need uh-huh. to visit everyone uh, to you know to introduce the baby and the people I can't visit them they'll visit us it, it's mm. just I, it's just a lot my calendar is booked <laughs> <laughs> full. so you're on a baby tour right now baby tour yeah but all good nice nice 
Well, I'm sure that must be great. It feels great. It feels amazing. And uh, how's the how's the weather in Portugal? Is it, uh, is it better? Nicer? Better than the Netherlands, yeah. which is, you know, low bar. Um, it's getting cold here too, for what it's worth. So, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the, well, today was very sunny, but um, it doesn't rain or anything. It's just, it's just cold because it's the winter a little bit. But I, I bet my definition of cold is wildly different from yours. Um, it's not like it would snow or anything, right? That's right. crazy. That doesn't happen here. Uh, um, nice. Awesome. Yeah. Uh yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's the weirdest transition. I have some yeah, follow up. I don't know this why week. I made it awkward. I have some follow up this week. Look at that! Look at us, professional podcasters. So, listener Zeno wrote to us on Twitter, and uh, they said that hey, heard you talk about the Mage.ai site, and a friend and I uh, sh- sh- uh, show it to me and told me that the effect seems forked from this one so we'll have a link in the show notes but basically there is this open source page uh where it's called webgl fluid simulation i will send you a link uh, rafa so you can play with it uh so the whole thing is open source so you can fork it download it add it to (laughs) every project like this is what i was saying like brb adding this to everything (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but it's really fun you can change a lot of the variables and just like move stuff around Uh it's really cool then even in in its default state i think it's even more cool than the than the one in you know from the website right we we recommend it yeah uh super cool i don't have um a use case for it right now but you know this kind of what makes me want to have a thing like now i'm thinking of like websites that i can maybe build that i can (laughs) put this in um something super funny if you just keep holding like in the same spot and it just gets like this this like sun like super bright i wonder if this is hdr because it's super bright here oh true wait i should Probably not. I don't know. It doesn't look HDR, actually. It would be cool, right? Yeah. That would be nice. Yeah, it'd be really awesome. I Honestly, I don't know how people do this. Like, no, how do you make something like that? Just WebGL, for me, mind. is magic. Like, dark, secret magic that regular mortals shouldn't get near. <laughs> right. To, you know? Because I feel like, you know, I actually really like programming, and I do a fair amount of it. I don't think I could ever do this. Like, it's just, <laughs> it just seems like a whole other level. This is like, uh-huh. ah, this is why you should be paying attention in your math class. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. I just, it, yeah, this sounds uh, so impressive to me. And also, shout out to the you know listeners you know who sent us sent us this. Yes, uh, thank you so much. I, I've I've met them the other day. And, cool. uh, you know, they've been a regular listener for a long time. Remember when they wrote this uh, uh, university thesis and they mentioned layout? And, like, oh, part of the yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's cool. I've met them. They're great. So, hi, Zeno. Nice. So, uh, uh, friend of the show <laughs> from Amsterdam. Friend that's of the great. show. <laughs> and this dog won't shut up. Jesus. Is this our dog, honey? <laughs> Is this our dog? What? Not kill it. <laughs> if it's one of our dogs, we could like put. Yeah, it's whatever. <laughs> yeah, put him down. <laughs> it's, I'm sure it'll be fine. Young man in their thirties yells at dog. Um, yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. Says the person who's not going to have to edit this. <laughs> uh, 
All right, wait, uh, segue. Right, so editor cut all this out. I feel like your uh, new M1 Pro Max something computer can, you know, filter all this out. Let's 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 apply yeah. some machine learning cores to this problem. Yeah, that's what the Max stands for. Like make animals extinguished. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've got ourselves a show title. <laughs> Oh my god, see editor, now we have to keep all of this in. Otherwise, of course, you know, of course. You know what? Leave all of this in. <laughs> god damn it. I I think we can finally talk about the today, the about the lessons I've learned at Superlist topic. I just have a little notes. Uh it won't be too long. And then I know this is gonna be like the fourth episode in a row that we talk about new MacBooks, but Kevin Clark <laughs> finally has a computer that doesn't kernel panic every other hour. Oh my goodness. Um finally and i want to hear about uh, your experience with your new laptop that finally yeah, arrived I, I don't want to make this show about the m1 macbook pro again for yeah again. i don't know how many weeks but uh i i have some things i want to share <laughs> so of course and like there's chapters right people listening to this if you're sick and tired about macbooks Skip ahead. We won't, you know, it's fine. But Kevin Clark, why don't you tell our dear listeners, or the dearest of them all, our, our, our sponsor this week? Okay, so let me tell you about our sponsor for this week, Play. Play is this incredible, fully native, iOS-based uh, design tool for designers. And what's great about Play is that it doesn't cut corners anywhere. It's full-featured, it takes complete advantage of the system so you can do native mapping directly into the app and interact, zoom in, see how it works. You can tweak animations and interactions. I love this feature where you can set variables. So if you're designing, let's say, like a login screen uh, where the user inputs their name, you can then reuse it in other parts of the app. Uh, they have components and they you can create your own or you can use uh, one of their set of like awesome, really well-built uh, components that are ready to go. Um, you can do all of this and so much more. This tool doesn't hold back on the power and capability that uh, is open to you. You can even do a collaboration and sharing of files. You can do all of this through the app. And this week, I was uh, having lunch with a few coworkers, and I showed them the app, and they were blown away. They were like, just give me an invite code <laughs> already. Uh, I need it. Uh, and would you, say, would you say this app is blow away? <laughs> I think you could say that. I think you can say it's blow away. Anyways, uh, I really love it. Uh, it's a great app. You can go and learn more about it at createwithplay.com. And this is where you'll see all the information about the app. They have lots of screenshots. They have a lot of information for you to learn about this new way of designing entirely for mobile on a mobile device. And we do have a link uh, for people who want to sign up. Uh, we have 25 full access invites. We'll have a link in the show notes. So you can go there, use this link, sign up and that will give you access to their early uh their early access for the app and you can use it if you do use it there's one thing i would ask please send us links for what you're designing for it we want to see what you're using it for um so i think that'd be really cool so don't hesitate to share it and then we'll give you a shout out in the next episode if 
if you're listening to this and you're like, actually, I would love to build full-fledged prototypes and designs on my phone. That sounds great. Go check out the link. And if you're like, nah, not really, but uh, I'm curious to see what a blow-away app is and like this UI that Kevin and Rafa keeps, keep talking about, go check it out. And if you're like, nah, you know what? I don't even want to do that. I'm not even a designer. What is this show? Um, click on the link just to help us out, right? There's, just click on the link, get in early just to brag to your friends uh, and do like Kevin and share, show it to your coworkers and they'll also be blown away. Yeah, I would I would say it's probably not a bad way to get started with design either, right? Like someone who mm. just wants to kind of start playing around. Uh, I think there's... It, it's What I love about it is that it gives you the feeling of using a real app, right, as you're designing very quickly and it's very visual. And so... I don't know. If you're lis- listening to this and you're not even a designer, maybe give it a try and maybe that's going to be the thing that gets you into That'll design. make you a designer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who knows? Nice. All right. Thanks uh, so much uh, to Play for sponsoring Layout again. Thank you. Why, why are we, we, we're, we're weird today? Yeah, I don't know. This is fun. Like, so I feel like awkward. last week we were so in the flow and this week we yeah. really aren't. I think it was the setup problems. Yeah, it's a new laptop. Um... <laughs> speaking man, of which, you, speaking you of changed, which. You changed, man. <laughs> Something's changed. You're, you're not the same, Kevin. Kevin Clark, we've had this in the show notes since I've uh, left Superlist and joined along. Uh, cause you're curious to hear about some of the lessons I learned, some of that, my experience and all. And to be honest, I've been a bit weird about it. I've been pushing it a little bit. I haven't felt really comfortable talking about it. And for no good reason, you know, it's, um, I don't know. I just felt weird. I wanted to sit with my thoughts a little bit and there's no like drama or like nothing about it. I just felt weird talking about it so Mm. early, but this is the time. This is the moment. I think it's normal to want to take some time to process, right? Like whenever you're going mm-hmm. through these transitions, when you're so close to it, you you're almost like you lose the, you know, the forest for the trees. Like it, it's hard to connect all the dots. Uh, but now I think with a few weeks kind of removed, that maybe gives you a better perspective on like, oh yeah, like what did I learn? Like how, because I, I, I do think these sort of milestones are a great moment to take some time, reflect. How have I changed as a person? What are the things that I've learned? What do I want to bring into the next things that I'm doing that I feel like I've learned here? And so that's why I thought it'd be like an interesting topic uh, to to talk about because that's that's something that I think a lot about. Like you know, I haven't I haven't changed uh, uh, companies in a while, but uh, <laughs> changing teams. I often feel like, oh, wow, like I'm s- such a different person today than I was mm-hmm. back then. And like I've actually learned a lot from each experience. And that's mm-hmm. personally what keeps me going. So I- I'm curious to get your take on, on how it's felt. That That's like the biggest uh, thing about the whole experience is just how much you learn. Uh, if you have a great experience, you're going to learn a lot. If you have a bad experience, you're also going to learn <laughs> right. a lot. Like that's the thing of like just experience right (laughs) there's just a lot there's a lot of new things even if it's similarly like 
at, at, at face value, they look the same. Oh, you're still a designer, a designer designing an app somewhere else. But even the little things can change the whole experience, right? And I'm so happy and uh, grateful for everything I've learned here. It was such a different experience from my previous job, uh, Netlify before beforehand. And like almost every part about it was, if not the exact opposite, just like wildly different. Um, do you have it, examples? Like, what do you mean? Because to me, from the outside, yeah. I'm like, oh, uh, maybe. But I, I, actually, it's, I don't really know what you're referring <laughs> to when you're saying, oh, it's completely but, different. For example, Superlist starts with an S. Netlify starts <laughs> right. with an N. Like, completely different. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, so uh, a big thing, a big difference that, like, at the core was that when I joined Netlify, the there was a product already that, that that it was out publicly uh was built and designed by our ceo but still it was out we had users and it was the the whole challenge was like let's take this idea that we already have some validation that it's a good idea we had funding we had users we had something to you know some experiences to to learn from and like let's take this idea and perfect it let's see how far we can push this let's see what what this can become and with Superlist was different. It, there was no product yet. Like the challenge was let's let's define, create this product. There's a lot uh, to learn from. There's a, it's, it's a it's a it's not a new market, right? Like there's there's a lot of competitors. Just like let's take a fresh perspective and and and, and do something cool here. So at the core, it, it kind of changed a lot. Like going forward, a lot of decisions, a lot of how we structured the team, uh, what kind of things we focused on. Um, and of course, by the way, I can't, I can't, I'm not going to say anything right about the product or about anything uh, that's, <laughs> if you're looking for that, for that <laughs> juicy bits, <laughs> uh, this is not what this is, but, but, but that was like pretty different. Um, and it, it was a very different experience. Um, even the fact that it's just different companies, guess what? Everything changes, different dynamics, different team structures, different, uh, everything. Um, also another thing that, that was wildly different was, uh, at Netlify, I, for the longest time, I was the solo product designer. Mm-hmm. Throughout my four years and a half at Netlify, I always felt like constantly understaffed. Like I need right. to hire more people. Like I always felt like it was too much no work rush. just for me or when we started hiring, it was too much work just for, for the team. So I always felt like we need, we need more people. Um, at Superlist, we, it was all, like, also very different. We started hiring more earlier which also made the whole work very different. Um, we started with a team really early on instead of just being me, right? Right. Also learned a did, lot from that. Like, did you find that that make, made things easier or harder? Different. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I see. Uh, I see your, your lawyer on the, on the side of the screen here. <laughs> <laughs> My no, client. No, uh, no comments. <laughs> Um, it's, I think if you have a very small team, especially if you have one person, you, you can move faster. If you have more, more people, you can move more thoroughly and intentionally. What's the quote? Right? Like, uh, uh, together, I, I think alone you can go faster together. You can go further. <laughs> oh, you know <laughs> what? Like sure. I don't know where that quote comes from, but let's try to find it. Sounds great. 
uh yeah sure yeah that that rings true right it's it's a it's a different it's a more uh it's a more intentional uh, careful progression um then yeah so it, it felt like we, mo we moved a bit slower than maybe what i was used to but but i felt like the work was you know better i feel more confident about the work um Which is which is nice. And again, by the way, <laughs> my opinions do not reflect the opinions of my employer <laughs> or my past employer. This is just me, right? And I actually, I'm, I hope I don't get in trouble. Uh, why would I? This is fine, um, right? Right? Yeah, I lawyer. Think, <laughs> no, I mean, listen. This is about your personal experiences. So, mm -hmm. like, there are things where, like, for you, hey, being in this situation can be harder or easier. And then you put another person in that same situation. Their, uh, you know, feelings. Their experience is going to be totally different and so uh, yeah. that's not about saying like one thing is right one thing is wrong it's just like right. i'm curious to know like what have you learned about yourself through this and then what has changed right so that going forward like now in that new experience that you're starting like what are some things that you're like ah like before before i, I worked at, at superlist i would have maybe approached that problem that way but now having had this experience at, at Superlist, I'm now thinking about problems in this other way that like I hadn't really considered. And that that's like helped me in my journey as a designer. It, it was very interesting coming into this again, new team, new problem, all that stuff. Uh, I came in and I try to bring a lot of um, like ways of working from my previous team, which I think sounds pretty you common right i think most people do that because you know hey i did this it worked and why don't we try it here should work as well um and i've always from the other side as someone who was a part of the team and, and saw someone else join sometimes it was a bit annoying or like not annoying but like you're trying too hard to uh to derive from your past experience was a different, different team, different context, different problem, different product, all of that stuff. Like that may have worked there, but it doesn't mean it's going to work here. So it's right. always sometimes a bit like you're, you're, you're pushing too hard. And here I felt it from the other side, right? I've, I tried to bring back some ways of working, uh, that, that, that did work really well with the previous team and did not as well here. And in the beginning, I was kind of like pushing it a bit maybe a bit too too hard right like at some i think at some point it was obvious that it was not working like the collaboration between front end and, and design and like we i had a lot of meetings in, with designers and and the engineering team together we called it like the design musters i think i've mentioned yeah, it on, the yeah. show at, at some point yeah and i tried to bring that and it was just different also because it's tied to the nature of like a netlify because like the time it would take from designers working on a product to shipping it it was way shorter than at superlist right at superlist we have not only to design and work on the ui we're actually building right now but also think about future problems more like you know conceptual ideas and stuff so sometimes the design team would be so far ahead from the engineering team that having those meetings in that tight collaboration didn't make sense right it was like it a didn't waste really of our scale time. right So that was the, I learned a lot there. Uh, I think it's the I can really relate to that. Um, mm. Like that that idea of uh, what brought you here is you being successful at a thing, 
um, and then like coming into this new space and being like, well, like what I bring to the table is like what I, this is what I do. This is how I do things. And this is what made me successful. And so, but then the question is like, yeah, like, should you fall back on the things that, you know, made you successful in the past, or should you kind of try a different way of doing things? I've, I've felt that struggle personally too, of like not wanting to fall back into similar patterns that you just kind of like pattern match. And oftentimes yeah. like what I end up realizing is that what made me successful previously is my ability to adapt to a certain environment. And so yeah. it's not necessarily about copying the style, right? Like doing the same activities that I was doing before. It's but not it's, the solution, but it's is the, the journey. Right. It's like the ability to sort of like read a room, understand a problem, and then apply a solution that makes sense for that problem. That's the skill, right? That's right. the skill that you're carrying through, not the individual task or, you know, in this case, exactly. like a meeting or whatever. So that's really because probably that task that was successful with the previous team, that you didn't carry that over from a, even previous team, right? Like it was not. It's not the solution that is valuable. Like you said, yeah, it's it's the ability to create one, a solution, yes, the solution. Yeah, very true. But but the, 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 you always have this instinct, right, to just use old tricks, like totally. do things, and and I think it's it's very easy to believe and think that the experience that you're bringing over is like all of this this big bag of tricks that you've, right. you've accumulated throughout your career like hey i have so many yeah, i have so much experience that i have so many solutions so many different names for meetings um you know let's try those but yeah that's not that is not the experience ketchup mustard that's a, that's a good point relish yeah <laughs> any other <laughs> other ideas soy sauce i mean at netlify the, the other teams just started picking other condiments and then you know it was a whole salad of you know, uh, um it's a little salad dressing of, of meetings uh which is cute but then try onboarding you know a new person right. <laughs> it's a nightmare uh very anyway yeah that, that's a great point i haven't really thought about it that way jesus this is why we have this podcast it's good um Segway, uh, another thing <laughs> that definitely made me a better designer, just the, the experience that I was somehow lacking in through just persistence and really brute force, I had to learn them and, and be a bit more proficient in that, which was designing desktop in to a lesser extent, but like mobile apps. Uh, I had never designed a Mac app, right. for example. I've used Mac apps <laughs> All my career. Um, wait a second. Wait a second. How about <laughs> him mirror? <laughs> uh, you know, good point. Wait, wait. I think did I build hand mirror doing superlist? No, I think it was before. Yeah, but it was very true. Like it, I, I, I was so shocked that like when I started, like this is day one at superlist, kind of. Uh, well, not really, but you know, early on, I started designing mockups for like a desktop app, and then I was setting up text, and I was like using. 14 points or 16 points or whatever, what I was used to from web. Right. And then, holy poops, in the <laughs> in a desktop app, like, text is tiny. Mm. Um, and then I started becoming obsessed about hover effects. Uh, like, just move your cursor around in a finder window. 
almost nothing has a hover effect. Like right. there's so very little hover effects, and that is not something again that I was I was not used to that in web. So even a hover effects is like a thing we're carrying over from web. And I've seen like even the new version of um, of Windows, Windows 11, I think. There's a lot of hover effects. So it's 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 carrying over. It's bring it's it's coming from web because you know web apps in desktop have you know just you know kind of define what a desktop app is or or at least define expectations for sure. So that was very interesting. And also I could see the old man in me, which is, I mean, it's the whole me, I'm, I'm an old man, um, just kind of not fighting really, but kind of touching the point of like, no, we should be very true to how things are in its roots, like honor the roots or whatever. Uh, and not the bands, but just, you know. The <laughs> so it was it was very, very interesting. I've learned a lot. I've just used Android way more. I've looked at uh, Windows to a lesser extent, but also a bit more. At least I was a bit more like vigilant and attentive at like little things. Um, that was Designing across like big... platforms in that way is hard, right? Like... Yeah. There's so many uh, idioms from each platform that you kind of want to match the user's expectation, but also kind of toe the fine line of defining your own as a company. Like that's, mm-hmm. I feel like that's a, a really hard line to to walk, and something that it seems like a lot of companies are struggling with. Absolutely, and and even to exacerbate that point, we uh, we are we're um, well we're building a. Uh, our apps uh, using flutter which is a cross-platform framework um by google and like long story short it's great because it's you know cross-platform right Uh, there's a lot of shared code code that you can use and whatever and it's it was very easy for us to get started with like multiple cross-platform and all but flutter uh, effectively gives you a window to render your ui so it's it's everything is custom right so you can pull some like custom widgets but it it kind of like you have to pay attention to things that you might not pay attention to like hey let's let's think about the the scroll how scroll works right or like right. text editor or something like it's something you don't get anything out of the box you kind of have to define and go over those things which again it just made me even more um aware and like i did a lot of like thinking research over basic interactions like even a context menu right um like when does it pop is it like on on mouse down is it on mouse up it's like i just learned so much about all of these little things yeah (laughs) um because like for example you can uh on well now we're talking about context menus uh you can just right click to pop them up and if you do that is on mouse up that they pop up uh and that is because if you press on mouse down and you keep pressing and you can just like select the thing you want. And when you release the mouse, it effectively selects it. Right. So you can do a single click to, to go through menus and select the thing. Anyway, just little details that I think even the tech tech stack that we're using forced us to look over those small platform specific things. Um, it makes us even more aware of like, what are the decisions? Like, what are we going to take from, uh, native platform what things do we want to do custom um, so that was that was learned a lot and I think I when I use you no know, apps native apps and like well any kind of app I just have an extra 
layer of awareness of like these small interactions. <laughs> um, and I think I've become really good at, at detecting, uh, an electron app for a native app from a catalyst app from a, like just a web wrapper app like it's every just, flavor yeah. <laughs> uh, all the little things like oh interesting context menus are different on this one. Oh, interesting the context menus don't render outside of the window frame oh, uh, yeah. um, <laughs> there's a lot a lot of little things um, and last thing I want to say about this is also something that I was a bit worried going in was that like i knew that we were going to be operating in stealth mode right like the app mm -hmm. the product is not out yet uh so they we are still in stealth mode and i thought that was be that was going to be something that i would struggle with like not, not being able to publicly share and just talk about your work and to be honest that didn't bother me at all it was yeah it was it was not a problem uh The the hardest thing about that was just, uh, you know how sometimes you need, not validation, but you need to remove yourself a little bit from your work to appreciate <laughs> right. it in a different light. And because we never did that, right, we don't, I don't hear an, other people talk about it or like just give me more perspective or whatever. Right. It's very easy for us to get a bit in our own heads, right, a little bit. So th that is the hardest thing uh, about that part. But the actual talking about it and tweeting about it, it didn't bother me at all which was huh. surprising yeah. for me. Yeah, that's a, that's a good thing good thing to learn. Because, uh, yeah, it's never really happened to me that uh, I've worked on something that's, like, totally stealth. Even sometimes I would tell people, like, people would, uh, let's say I was working on Shopify email, for example, at Shopify, like, people would be so, um, so careful, like, before the product was announced. But I'm like... It's not a surprise. Like Shopify has lots of email capabilities. Like it's not a shock to anyone that we're working on some email related features. Like we're already sending millions of uh, uh, transactions every day. Like I, I always felt like no matter what we're working on, like or back when I was working on checkout, hey, surprise, Shopify is working on making their checkout better. Like that is literally something <laughs> that will be true until the end of time, mm -hmm. right? And so I often felt like there wasn't really a huge surprise to a lot of the things that we were working on. Um, but even then, right, like even if the sort of the idea of your product is out there, um It's like you have to keep it in for the majority of the time that you're working on it. So like, you know, Shopify email maybe like was able to talk about it a little bit when it launched and then you kind of just move on to something else. So I do agree with you that it plays a much smaller part, I think, of um, mm -hmm. just like being at work than, than we think. Uh, especially that I think... There's also like, yeah, that's that's the work side of you, but there's also a lot of other things that you do where you do get that sort of like engagement with people and you can share. Like the funnest part actually is sharing work in progress, like as you're working on things. Mm -hmm. But generally, at least personally, when I've worked on, on things for work, it's like we can't really do that. Like I can't share something that is in progress uh, publicly. I can only share something that's finished. And then, you know, it's it's not as fun or rewarding besides just like knowing that users get to use it that's that's always and to be fair you're really good at not talking about it for the longest <laughs> time i never know what you're talking what you're working on <laughs> right uh yeah um good chat uh is there anything else i don't know do you have any questions or because that, that that was my notes by you know i think that's pretty much it 
so going into this new uh, chapter, are there things that you're like excited to get to try out or play with that you maybe haven't had a chance to in the past or like things that you want to explore? Like what is the intentionality that you're going into with this new role? This might th- this new role is feels like such a different has it carries such a different mood and vibe for me coming on coming on. Uh, I think it, related is probably related is the fact that I I know these people I'm working with and I'm working with friends and it, it it's already a more chill like in terms of that team dynamic the dynamic w- was already there like we we've, you know I knew these people right. I knew what to expect I knew how to talk to them I know how to take their feedback I know like there's there's a lot that is like there's a lot of work already done here in that front and also the product I've been playing with the product you know I've been in their beta I've seen it I've talked about it you know brand talked to me about the the thing like the pitch early on I was already aware of it. I've used it. Um, also, you know, it, it felt the whole thing just feels so easy and natural, um, which is so good. And, and, and this is probably this won't scale, won't last long. But right now, it doesn't feel like work in the best way That's possible. That's amazing. It feels it's been such a cool uh, just fit. I've uh, been really in. Also, I think at this point in my life baby new whatever it just feels like <laughs> this is this is the right time for this type of job right um it's great and, and the most surprising thing coming in again i've been only been here for uh, it's gonna be a month soon um is just how well things work and how fast we work and how good the work is when you put it out even if we're in this a bit more relaxed informal manner um uh, you know, we 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 only work uh, we only work four days a week. We're doing four day a week, and and that is something that as you you know running a business, you might be concerned like, Oof, am I going to lose on productivity? And you know, and that hasn't the opposite of that has has happened. Like we are more productive. We are moving very fast. So the whole thing it feels like this shouldn't be possible. Like you know, <laughs> I'm waiting for the for for a catch. Where's the catch? But yeah. <laughs> that's, where's that's the catch? Great. I haven't seen it yet. Um, so. Uh, yeah, the whole thing is different. I don't know if that was the question, really. Yeah, no, um, I, I love it. I'm super excited for yeah. for all of you, and I think that's such a great fit. Yeah. And now, you know, I know things that are new here that I hope, expect, trust that will be learning lessons, you know, in how many years <laughs> we'll be on this show, because apparently we'll do this show forever. Um, we're going to be talking about some of the lessons learned, you know, uh, at along, and I think just this new type of more mainstream app product, right? right? Working with creators directly in the audience and all that stuff. It's a very different market, very different audience um, that I'm sure, and I've already felt that, that is like this This is going to be an area that I'll, I'll have to grow into and learn a lot because um, it's new. Yeah, right? no, that that is so true. Very cool. Cool. So should, let's talk about your computer. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> All right, so I used to have this old, horrible, first-generation butterfly keyboard MacBook Pro. It was the first generation. It was right. the very first generation, and I had powered through, and I saw all of these people complaining about the keyboard, and I was like, yeah, you know, this keyboard is not the best, but I don't have any problems with any keys, and then over time, of course, 
I did. The command key stopped working. And then like a couple letters, as soon as you press them, you know, you get like three or four letters all at once. <laughs> it's just, it's just everything like started falling apart. And just the, the general feeling of speed, I think compared to other computers with this one, hasn't, it's like it hasn't happened instantly, but it, mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like it's been sort of a slow decline towards like really this just overall feeling of like sluggishness in a lot of the the apps that I was using and so coming into this new M1 MacBook Pro uh with M1 Max <laughs> so so complicated these names mm-hmm. I was so excited to get it the honestly the things that I noticed the most is electron apps run so much better on this computer than my previous computer it's like insane i was telling people i can be on a google hangout call and type things into slack it's amazing <laughs> like it's just things that before would just be so slow that if i wanted to send a side message to someone while i'm on a call i would literally have to pull out my phone <laughs> and do that because the computer was just so slow things like that's crazy i didn't know you were living you know that, that that's what that's your life that it was, was your crazy life. I, I had no idea figma would take forever to load and i thought this was just like a figma thing that it's like oh because it's connected to the internet and electron something something it's like no like on this new computer things are just fast and snappy i can just resizing the window, right? Like before resizing windows was like, I would move the window and then the content would like slowly adapt. That, to be fair, that still happens a little bit, but it's much, much faster. It just feels way snappier. Typing, like this is the thing I was telling you, typing feels faster. Like I press the key and it's more instant that it appears on the screen. Like it's just, everything just feels very snappy, very like, responsive to anything that i do <laughs> you're looking at these reviews it's like xcode build times heck <laughs> that's right. not the benchmark i want well how long does it take for for the letter to, to <laughs> yeah render like, it on screen honestly that's been the so far the biggest change for me it's not and that those are probably the like m1 category uh life right. improvements but yep. um i feel like those are the things that are immediately noticeable uh getting more into the performance i think i would need a bit more time to like really push it but i did this test where i like rendered this 3d scene uh, that i had before in uh, cinema 4d and in my old computer it would take me about 30 minutes to render and in this computer it takes me about three <laughs> wow <laughs> or, thir- or like 30 seconds i think i, I had one like it's just it's been like leaps and bounds like way faster and no fans at all on battery power while doing a bunch of stuff the computer doesn't slow down or anything like that everything just like no problem it's just been really amazing to to have that kind of power like i knew coming in you had a slow computer and i was so happy and, and like excited for you to to finally upgrade um I don't know how you just lasted that long, and and I was so happy for you. But I I forgotten just how bad you were. Yeah, <laughs> like, I had constant these, kernel panics, like you know, crazy. a few times a week. All like, of it was these just, it was so crazy bad. 
performance graphs, comparison graphs between all the Intels and the M1s and, and you see like sometimes 10 times the performance or whatever. But that's compared to the top of the line, like one-year-old laptop sometimes. <laughs> right, yeah. You have like just four generations ago <laughs> and even like at that, it was not even like maxed out, right? It was, yep. it was an okay configuration. Just like there's no graph that has these two <laughs> exactly. things, right? So. I, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like a hundred times better at certain things. <laughs> yeah, it, it is just absolutely incredible. The battery life is also much better. Like the keyboard mm-hmm. is a million times better. The notch, who cares? I don't. I really like <laughs> don't notice it. I love the screen bezel like going edge to edge. That's mm-hmm. really what matters to me. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Oh, one of the things I wanted to talk about is... So I set this computer up from scratch, right? So I didn't mm-hmm. do any uh, setup or anything like that. And uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about is weird things about Mac OS onboarding. And I don't know I don't know when's the last time you set up a computer as, as new. But there are just things that I that have existed for a long time that just always been part of my onboarding process that I just feel are really weird. Like, for example, do you, did you know that right-click is not enabled by default like on any new Mac OS configuration? Yeah. Uh, that is I, insane yeah. to me. That, like, the right-click, I think you have to do, uh, what is it, control-click or something like that? Mm-hmm. Does control anyone click. in their right mind want to do that? Like, that sounds crazy to me. That sounds insane. Mm-hmm. Like, if anyone in in my family, like my parents, my partner, or anyone, like, would get a new computer, like, I would 100% want to change that for them because that's, they just expect the right click is going to work. <laughs> but it doesn't. Like, it's just, I find that so weird. Don't you think? Like, it, it's kind of strange. I feel like, I, I don't know how it started or where it started, but it kind of feels like, these are things that should be the default that just aren't today. It's the little things that like it's legacy Mac things that society, the culture has moved on right. and rejected those things. Like, no, no. And yet it still feels like it's part of their DNA and they can't, and they, they can't go back. They can't. And I think that that one is, is one like that. So I think, wait, even if you set up an external mouse, like a magic mouse or something, I wonder if you have... And a also you have to set them up separately for the mouse and the trackpad. Yeah. yeah. And like a yeah, bunch yeah, of yeah. gestures are disabled by default also. Which is like, these gestures don't get in the way of anything. <laughs> like, please, just enable all the gestures. Like, it's just... I don't know. I feel like... The team that works on macOS should take a long look at, hey, what is the default configuration that we want to launch people with? Because I feel like there's a lot of stuff in there that just seems just not a good default. I found an old Twitter thread that I've posted when I set up my... So not this Mac, when my previous one, uh, so the M1 MacBook Pro 13. And so I have this thread with like things that I have to change, like defaults that I have to change, right? Uh, and yeah, tap to click was one. Yep. Uh, enable dragging without drag lock. Do you know about this one? No. Um, it's like when you're dragging, uh, let's say, a file on Finder. 
um, you have to like press down and then move the trackpad with the button with your finger pressing down, right? Yeah. So if you raise your finger, it stops the drag. I hate that because that is a very limited space you can drag from, especially if you have a wide monitor. It's really hard to hold that, the, <laughs> that the, the, the thing. So I do like this gymnastic, like I get a second finger that to hold it <laughs> and then start. Anyway, so there's this accessibility thing. Of course, everything is under accessibility. Um, I think they, they changed it with, or they moved it to accessibility with Snow Leopard. Um, so you can enable... Uh, what they call it dragging without drag lock meaning you can just like start dragging and then you can raise your finger to continue the drag motion without it without releasing the thing anyway i'm gonna put the i'm gonna put a link to this thread but yeah i it was it was i think december of last year or january last year um and uh, there was a lot of things that i yeah i was shocked at like can't believe this is the default (laughs) i have to change it yeah, so it's a little odd. But other than that, honestly, I mean, and also, <laughs> I also have to acknowledge that we spent half an hour setting up uh, Audio Hijack <laughs> before this mm-hmm. call. But other than that, it's been really, really fast to set up this computer. Mm. Like, all of my stuff is on, on iCloud Drive. Like, it all pulls down automatically. All code-related things are just on GitHub. Uh, what did you do to move, like, apps? I didn't. I just went to, honestly, and I use a shockingly small amount of apps. I just <laughs> went to uh, the app store and I downloaded thing, uh, things. Uh, I think TweetBot and I don't know what else. Next meeting, this essential menu bar app uh, for me. And then after that, other than that, the apps that I had to download manually were Figma, Sketch, um trying to see like cinema 4d um i think that's about it uh xcode i downloaded on the uh, so you would lose all your like preferences and stuff that i yeah. think oh, that's, nova that's is one the of the most one. annoying thing you do wow. lose some preferences but honestly not that much and i always run things pretty close to the defaults anyways you oh you forgot um you forgot hand mirror <laughs> I have not installed Hand Mirror yet. I'm waiting for the for oh the notch God. update. <laughs> what do you mean? It's not in the notch. It's fine. There's no notch update. Don't 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 spread that. <laughs> don't catch on. <laughs> uh, now I'm getting tweets. Where's the notch update? Right. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I have yeah. maybe like five apps that I need to install, and I can do my job. Wow. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. It was it was pretty easy to set up. Also now with um iCloud keychain, right? Like mm-hmm. all that stuff's already there. I don't need to install another app. Like there's just I went through my dot files. <laughs> that's that's the other thing. I had <laughs> some messing around. Honestly, most of these past few years, every time I use the dot files, most of the the work is removing things. Mm-hmm. Like just clearing out more and more stuff and simplifying it. Um, so I did that this time around, like I had a, a lot of like Ruby stuff in there and it's like, I don't really use Ruby for anything uh, anymore. Um, so I could clear that out. Um, but like, other than that, it was pretty straightforward, uh, moving that over. So was, again, I still believe that every, everyone who uses and maintains the dot file thing, they only do it until the next time they try yeah, to use it. That, and it doesn't that work really and is. Just update the thing. It's a self 
uh, fulfilling prophecy. Like the the dot file is for you to set up your dot file again to <laughs> set up your dot file again. Um. <laughs> yes, but honestly, I have no idea how I can reconfigure from scratch the terminal to work the way I want it to work. <laughs> like that is a thing. That yeah. I what do you do to your terminal? Yeah, that's, that's an interesting one. I'm also in the same boat. I'm like, I forget what I have. I know I have oh my Z shell yep. or whatever it's called. Same. Um, uh, so the ZSH thing. I use mm-hmm. the pure theme, which is a, pure. Yeah, which is a very nice theme. Uh, it does a lot of things where it's like, um, you know how when you're typing like CD for a change directory and then like mm-hmm. you're, you're typing. So you can do tab at any point. You can do tab to autocomplete, right? That's something right. that works normally with standard terminal. But there's like basic little things. Like for example, in the default terminal with no customization, uh, if the folder name has an uppercase, it won't detect if you go lowercase. So, for example, I have like a sites folder with like mm. uppercase S, but I just want to type CDS tab so I get that. Well, so that's a feature that somehow gets installed through my dot files. I don't know how. I don't know what part of it installs this feature, but it does. Um, <laughs> the uh, pure uh, layout like has shows the current branch that I'm on and is like nicely it's... formatted. I think you get that from the uh, oh my Z shell thing. Uh, I, get, I have that also. You do also, get you can that, just, but it. De- I mean, it depends what the theme looks like. You can also just do like directory name. You don't have to type CD, right? That's true. I don't yeah. know like, where that's coming from. Yeah, I have a bunch of aliases that I don't know how to work when I don't like. I just do G yes. for Git. Same. Oh my, <laughs> oh my goodness. God. The terminal is completely <laughs> broken if that doesn't work. <laughs> And do you, I also do the next level of this, right? So do I, I do GP for Git push, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, so like mm-hmm, I have mm-hmm. all of these; they're all single letter for each like step of the flow. Mm-hmm. This is entirely how I use Git for for anything is through all these shortcuts. So these all get set up. I have some, I think, some Vim things that get set up, so I have uh, syntax highlighting or anything like that. Uh, do you do any theme to the actual terminal window? Uh, or do you use the default? I'm mostly using the default, I think, there. But okay. it, it sets it to always be dark mode. Because who wants light mode? Uh, right. Yeah, I've, I branched. So you can um, you can uh, duplicate a profile. Which, by the way, isn't it so weird? Like, terminal is the only it's such at least a weird native app, app that... Has profiles, but it's just so weird. Anyway, you can duplicate it's a profile. I think I duplicated. Still, like it's just kind of a mess. Oh yeah, but there's surprisingly a lot of customization options actually. But yeah. but they're weird to work with. But yeah, so I have like a effectively like a dark background, but there's some uh, transparency uh, in the background. I changed the 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 font to SF Pro uh, yep, mono. Um, bumped up the size because I'm using 14 because I'm not that young anymore yep same um <laughs> cool <laughs> yeah okay cool. change to um, the uh, the vertical bar cursor for uh, for for a, lo- for a long time i was like no i can use the block cursor i'm fine i'm a programmer damn it uh and then i was like who are you doing this for <laughs> like the vertical bar is 
clearly better. <laughs> clearly better. Just use that. Like, who, who, uh-huh. like, what are you trying to prove to anyone? And so, if you don't have that, highly recommend it. So you know okay, dude. exactly See, I, like, at what point you're at <laughs> the terminal. I did not even know that that was an option, and I just saw that. Uh, and yes, I always struggle with that. I felt like I gotten pretty good at it, like guessing or like not guessing, but knowing where the cursor actually was. Um, so now, all right, thank you, Kevin. I switched to vertical bar and blink cursor. That's nice. also an option. Yes, exactly. Thank you for that. Um, uh, oh, and like I that. can change the color. Cool. All right. Um, one last thing. I, I I still think that the the whole like first install, first experience in macOS is getting increasingly worse yeah i i don't know why how apple got uh okay with like you get a new computer new fancy computer you install zoom or whatever because you know pandemic that's (laughs) what you used to talk to people and then you start the thing and says permissions and he's a camera and he's a camera and he's permissions to full this access and he's a thing. And then you try to share his screen and says, sorry, no permissions. And you're in the call and then you have to go to system preferences, find the thing, do touch ID, unlock before changing things. That whole thing is like quit the weird concept. Right <laughs> yeah. Quit the app and relaunch it. Like that whole thing. And, and you then, have to do this for every single app. Yeah. It's, it's and they're like, oh, open crazy. open messages. Messages doesn't come with messages in the cloud by default. So you're like, why? Where are all my messages? And you need to manually go through your settings to go and turn that on. And it also asks you, can you give me access to the downloads folder? Right? Like that's your first experience yeah. with messages: is access the download folder, access the camera, access the microphone, like all of these. Just uh. and you know that. But especially like there's certain generations, especially that grew up in whatever, like their default behavior is to reject, cancel things. Cause why? Cause computers, especially Windows computers in the nineties, you would get flooded with pop-ups, with adverts, yeah. with like scammy things saying you have viruses. And we have been teaching, right? I'll say it, teaching our parents to say, no, like, close those things like don't if you see a pop-up just don't pay attention and i think this behavior is still here and now they're getting a bunch of little alerts same on ios like hey this app wants access to your camera nope 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 don't (laughs) give access reject reject and then guess what all their apps are broken they launch instagram they can't post their instagram they don't know why um and on the mac it's even worse because like there's so much other steps you have to do to to do and this is like not I don't know why they or how Apple is content, like okay with this situation is so, so bad. <laughs> and I know this all in, in, in you know, for, for privacy reasons uh, and security reasons, but there's got to be another way. Yeah. Uh, this, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And it's, it's so I, I think it's tolerable, tolerable. I don't know which one. Tolerable. tolerable. Sounds great. Uh, when, you know, you're just installing the one app, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, like, okay, I have to deal with this bullshit, like, for this one app. Go through the thing, click the buttons, and, like, get it done. Okay. When you get a new computer, it's, like, <laughs> over and over and over again. Like, your first experience is, like, I have this uh, sort of 
image in my mind of you know like the i think was it the the yahoo to- toolbar in uh in uh, internet explorer or something like something that just like you go in your browser and it just opens all of these pop-ups of this like mm-hmm. random ads like garbage things like that's what it feels like to open the computer it's not elegant right like you have mm-hmm. this beautiful like hello welcome like you're in and then it's like constantly a barrage of pop-ups and notifications and signing in right like how many times do i have to sign into my stupid icloud account on this computer right and then you open uh, uh music and music is like i don't know who you are yeah. <laughs> please, like please sign up for apple music here's a free trial for for apple music that you can sign up for i i'm already logged into the icloud account why do you make me have to re-log in everything and it's not like Oh, okay, like just confirm that you want to use this account. It's like, no, no, no. I'll enter your email, enter your password. It's like And don't forget, don't forget the like, oh sorry, you've already authorized five out of five computers. Like, <laughs> authorized <laughs> compute what are you talking about? Go to account and deauthorize all like, like, what am I supposed what to is, do? What is happening? <laughs> yeah. And then it's asking you, popping up a notification, hey, uh, just so you know, I'm going to start syncing your desktop to iCloud. No, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Like, there's just so many things where it's like, ah. There, there was a time in where Mac users would make fun of Windows users for, for them having to go through a wizard to install apps. Um, it was like, haha, silly, wizards, and next, next, install, next, and progress bars. Look, in the Mac, you just drag the app to your applications folder or whatever. You don't even need to do that. You can open the app from the downloads folder or whatever, <laughs> um, which would mess up a lot of apps, but whatever. And, and now it's like, oh, to, to, <laughs> to install an app, just install it from the Mac App Store. It's so easy. Unless you did it from the web and then you try to open it and it doesn't open. It says, sorry, unauthorized developer, and you don't know what to do. And but if you do know, and I guess you go to Google, you have to open system preferences, go to security, and you see a little thing saying, "Hey, by the way, you try to open an app that is from an unidentified, uh, an identified developer." You can open anyways. You click open anyways, but first you have to unlock system preferences, oh, yeah. type in your password, then you do open anyways. Then the app is up, and then you try to do anything. No, you have to go to privacy. You have to unlock it again, allow access to the camera or whatever. It's just, I you know what? Give me a wizard, you know. I miss wizards, <laughs> but it's it's so also bad. not that they don't have also have a wizard. <laughs> they have That's true. That's a humongously true. long wizard, and then they are still like intent on making you you know accept a million policies for different things and check the checkbox. Like yes, of course, I've read everything that you said here. Of yeah, definitely. I don't know. Yeah, it's overall like it's not the greatest experience. And I feel like personally, it's like, I'm a nerd. I can take it. I'm fine. <laughs> right. right. But I just <laughs> I'm feel, a nerd. I can take it. Yeah, but I just feel like any real person faced with this is just like you're not giving a good first impression of the computer. What it should be is like you load it up and then it's like, all right, give me your iCloud right? Like put in your iCloud and then kind of like iOS, it's like, all right, here's all the things that we're going to do for you. We're going to set it up in the way that makes sense for most people and maybe take that opportunity to revisit like how people use their computers these days and, you know, use the right click and stuff like that. 
And then just set it up. And like when it opens, it should already be connected. All the places that are connected. If you have to put me, give me a little spinner before to make sure that messages has time to download the first 10 conversations, do that. <laughs> like that's fine. Right. Mm-hmm. Or like when the app opens, right? Maybe don't, don't hold up the entire process. Just I open the app. The app can just show a little spinner, right? And say, Hey, we're just retrieving the information. Cause now what I'm seeing is like, I open messages. Things are flying, like moving all around. Like it's this like crazy, like, oh, we're like, you know, cleaning up the apartment last minute because someone's like, coming over. It's just things are <laughs> flying everywhere. It's just not elegant. Like it's not giving a good first run experience. Do you think they would run into some antitrusts, anti-competitive behavior if they would effectively get rid of those things is just a lot give permissions to their default like stock first party apps because it's like if you show this to an apple designer an apple engineer whatever like you new computer you click calendar app and you get a pop-up saying this app wants access to your calendar allow does it like what do you think i'm doing here like okay like you know you click facetime and says this app wants access to your camera you say yes, anyone says it to your microphone. Like, yeah, why do you need disk access? Like, I, I think if you they just covered and effectively like automatically give permissions to their first party apps because they know there's no malicious thing going on with their apps. Um, like, you know, I think this would cover a lot of first experience for a lot of people because most people just I assume use first party apps. Um, it would be a way better experience but then i can see that like part of me likes that they play by the same rule book as other apps but oof it's rough out there yeah and i don't think i mean i don't think this would be an an antitrust thing because apple is far behind microsoft in terms of computing usage i think for especially Mm -hmm. for their macs but uh but overall personally I, i think they should batch these like where it's really painful, it's like when I have to okay like three or four dialogues in a row from a single app. Like that's just can't you have show one dialogue, request all the things that you need to request all at once, and then I can just say okay and then do that, right? And then same thing with all of the the standard apps. Maybe don't do it by automatically by default, but in your in your uh, wizard flow. Do show a step that's like, hey, authorize access for all the for all the Apple apps, and then I can open this, and then if I want to like uncheck a few things from there, I can. But just assume the default is you trust Apple, because if you don't trust Apple, then there's not much you can do. Like you're using this device, mm-hmm. they have access, you know, you're logged into iCloud and to all the uh, all of your things, and so it's it's really hard not to trust them. And I think they they really do operate on that foundation a lot mm-hmm. right where it's like well of course you trust us <laughs> um, but we can't really trust the third-party developers so i do think there's probably more that they could do there and you see these poor third-party developers uh, trying all kinds of shit like they give their own wizard hey by the way we're going to ask you for access to the camera okay is that okay all right click here get ready <laughs> you know uh it's yeah all right, uh, it's getting long. Should we do recommendations and call it a show? Yes, let's do it. Do you want to start? The dogs are asleep. I can start. 
I, I saw that you tweeted this as well. So I don't know if I stole your recommendation. Sorry if I did. <laughs> um, but my recommendation is this Kickstarter project that went up uh, today. At, you know, we're recording this on Tuesday. And it's the iOS app icon book. It's a hardcover book celebrating the... I don't know, the art of making app iOS app icons. And it's it's uh, written, like founded, created by Michael Flarup. Um if you friend don't, of the show. Friend of the show, previous guest. Uh he's an incredible iOS uh like icon designer. Amongst other things, he's like doing games and all that. He's a very productive person. Uh <laughs> but <laughs> he, he started this this project. Um and there's a bunch of other people in it, like Mark Edwards is is part of this, uh, Jim Nielsen, um, and and some others. And it's, man, it's good. The book, based on their 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 product page, looks incredible. Looks really nice, like a great coffee uh, table book. And uh, there's so many like classic uh, icons that are already featured there. Uh, also, Michael goes through some of the like his own process of designing some of these uh, icons. So I don't think it's just it's not going to be just like enjoyable to read and look at pretty icons but i think it also there's like a lot of valuable if you're looking to to perfect your craft as an icon designer so feels good looks good um and it's again kickstarter so go in you can pledge you can uh, i guess not pre-order a book you know how kickstarter works <laughs> you can kick kick this kickstart this and uh yeah it's it went out today and it's already way past their goal so oh amazing you know Congrats to to them to the team, but uh, yeah, that's my recommendation. Yeah, it, it's great. I also <laughs> support this recommendation, uh, and also check out the Kickstarter checkout, uh, which is pretty nice on mobile. I I saw that you tweeted that, and I because of that, I made sure to install the app and open this in the app and go through the thing there. I don't know if I assume you you were talking about the in app checkout. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. I actually did see a bug. I'm going to assume this is a bug. Yeah, there's like I a saw it in the wrong currency. Yeah, yeah, there you same. go. <laughs> uh, what I saw happen was that, because I, I remember distinctly going to the settings and changing my preferred currency beforehand. Um, what did happen was it was not like a bad conversion. It was literally just showing me the character, like, what was it? DKK, the, the Danish thing. But the the amount was the euro amount. Mm, yep. So that's weird. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure they'll fix that. But overall, the the checkout experience was pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. Great recommendation. <laughs> so my recommendation this week, I was trying to think about that because there's there's a few things that I've ordered that I want to change about my setup, uh, but I haven't received them yet. So uh, mm. we'll have to wait on these. Looking forward to that. I would say my rec. My recommendation this week is something that I've been looking for for such a long time, which is just like a good tank top <laughs> that fits me well. Uh, and I've been sort of low-key just like trying to look for something that had like just the right fit for me, and I could not find it anywhere. Um, and then my partner for my birthday gave me this gift, uh, so it's a tank top, uh, the, the company's name Activist Apparel, uh, and they're a Shopify store. Wow. Uh, I'll, I'll put it in the notes. <laughs> People want to check out their tank tops. They're actually on sale, uh, now. 
it's amazing. Like, it's exactly the kind of tank top that I was looking for. Um, so I'm extremely happy about it. They only have two colors, two great colors. But I'm like, <laughs> I made a note that I like. I need to email them and be like, please make this in more colors for me. Because uh, I love it. Uh, for me. Really <laughs> for me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a great product. Loved it. All right. Boom, we did it. Show on the road for me. Um, all right, that's it. I'm doing the outro now. This is the outro. You're hearing the theme song. You know what that means? It means that you can uh, check out the show notes on our website. That's layout.fm. have links for all the things we mentioned from which microphone I'm using to Kevin's tank top. Um, <laughs> You just take this out of context. I think it would be funny. Uh, <laughs> you can you can follow us on Twitter at layoutfm. I'm at Rafa Hari. Kevin is at Vernal Kick. Um, that's an acronym. Um, first name. <laughs> I learned this last week. Uh-huh. It's still it's still can't believe it. Blows my mind. Uh, yeah, you, our huge thanks to our sponsor this week. Um, that's Play. Go to createwithplay.com to learn more and or. Click on the link that you will have in the show notes. Hey, um, full circle. Uh, in the show notes to to make sure you get in. We have 45 spots for, for you to get in their early access um, app. So check that out. And um, that's it. I'll talk to you next week. Back from home, hopefully. All right. Looking forward to it. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.